How can trauma be good for us? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. That sounds like an oxymoron, Brandon. It is. But, I can't uh, wait to get into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this will be an interesting topic. It's one of those things where you hear something like that and it's it's hard to wrap your head around. Hopefully we can unpack that a little bit today and and have a just a slightly different perspective on the challenges and the struggles that come with trauma. Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, how are you doing? Doing great, man. Yeah. We we had a good weekend this weekend. Spent a lot of time just the next few weekends, it's going to be a lot of time at track meets and soccer games, yeah. full swing with all the kids, but it's great. Love. One of my favorite things in the whole world is watching anyone in any arena put 100% of their heart into something. Oh yeah. That's yeah. great. I had this just at this track meet last week. I had this experience. I was sitting in the stands with my daughter and this, they're running the, there's, there's a group of boys running the 800 meters and this kid on the second lap, it's two laps around the track on the second lap. He just pulled away, got way far ahead. And with about 30 meters to go, he just hit the wall. Oh no. And he was like stumbling, could barely move. And literally like three feet before the finish line, he fell down. Oh no. And he couldn't get up. And he ended up having all the other kids pass him and he was laying there trying to get up and he couldn't get up. And and the crowd started to kind of like this low clap and the clap grew into this big loud cheer. And finally the kid was able to like stumble to his feet and just kind of wobble across oh the finish line gosh. and he collapsed and poor kid took, was going to win the, the whole, the whole race. He ended up taking dead last, it's but a good lesson for him. It was so beautiful just to watch that full heart, you know, you give everything and, and that's like, like I said, that's probably my favorite thing in the whole world. So yeah. Um, that's what we've been doing. That's what we'll be doing for the next few weeks. Well, gosh, you make me want to come to some track meets. Tell me when they are. I'll be there. <laughs> come hang out. Come that's, hang dra out. that's dramatic. The, the, that's the problem though, is that you have to sit through like, you have to sit through like 10 hours to get a few of those moments. One of these days we're, we're going to tell your soccer uh, state championship story. Oh, As a, this is why you brought this up, so we can get to this story of, <laughs> not, of you and the flying head. Not, not at all, man. But but it's actually probably pretty pertinent to the topic because that's where a lot of your personal trauma lies. I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So we maybe need to duty to tell that story. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the topic. All so right, let's do it. How can trauma be good for us? Um, I think when we when we bring this up, Tyler, we got to be a little bit cautious in that our goal today is not to invalidate anybody's pain, um, tell them to just get over it, um, tell them that it, you know it's a good thing that these things happen to them. That's not what we're trying to. We're not trying to say any of that type of stuff. Um, but really, what we'd like to talk about is. Um, is kind of the nature of what I believe um, living uh, a healthy, peaceful life is, which is living a life of learning and growth and acceptance of what is, 
versus living a life of expectations and um, force and wanting things to be a certain way. Um, and, and, and it's really a different way to live and it's a different lens to, to view life through. Um, and, and so that's kind of what I want to explore with you, Tyler, is to just, what, you and I have heard horrific trauma for years and years. We've, we've been sitting in the trenches in the, in the chairs in our offices and we've heard horrific trauma and we've seen people's lives get destroyed by that trauma. And we've seen people thrive and move forward and become stronger because of their experiences. I think um, that's, that's it, Brandon is like, it's so hard to sit in the, in the office, like you do, or I do day in and day out and to hear the stories of just human suffering and pain and the, and the tangled webs that we end up finding ourselves in sometimes through no fault of our own. And to, and to see our clients come through there and to see some people who just get buried by those things and other people who somehow find a way to come out on the other side, not, not just like healed and scabbed over, but flourishing and thriving. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I, I think of like, uh, one of my, my, one of my favorite authors, and I say this all the time is Charles Dickens. But the reason I love Dickens is because in every one of his stories, I'm thinking of David Copperfield right now, he has a character that just gets dumped on the whole story. I mean, just mm -hmm. pure trauma. I mean, massive trauma being taken advantage of used, abandoned, and somehow they come through it all the better with yeah. kind of this beautiful, like resilience. And, and we get to see that in our day in and day out lives in our, in our therapy practices. And, and the question is, is what makes some people thrive and become resilient versus those who stay buried. Well, can, can I even back up Tyler? And maybe this is a philosophical kind of question, but why, why do some people just automatically get dumped on worse than others? Because I believe we'd create some of it in our lives. We, you know, we manifest some, some things that come into our lives, but sometimes not like a child, a baby is born into an environment that's traumatic. That's just, it's just that way. They're just born into that. Why do some people get dumped on so much worse? Yesterday, mom was telling me about her best friend down in St. George. I won't say her name, um, but uh, do you know who I'm talking about, mm -hmm. Tyler? And mom was telling me her story and it was just like one thing after the next, after the next, after the, like babies that were dying of crib death and, you know, abusive uh, parents and spouses. And like, it was just like, man, she just for, she signed a contract somewhere that said, Hey, I'm going to go down to this world and I'm going to grow a lot because I got a lot of hard stuff coming my way. You know, why, why, what do you think? That's a good question, Brand. I, I ponder that question all the time. Like you and I both know certain people in our lives where you go, <clears throat> how come that person seemingly never not only catches a break, but just gets dumped on all the time. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, Brandon. Yeah. What I, what I do know is that if that becomes the focus, that's going to fuel more suffering, more pain and more misery instead of having a different focus and 
it's natural to ask that question why, but I don't know that getting an answer to that question is actually going to solve. So, so anything. is what you're saying, Tyler, is that the things are going to happen and come into our life and we can either choose to um, kind of be a victim to them and a victim to God for allowing them to happen in our lives, or we can navigate them and face the reality that those things have happened and learn and grow from those things. That's right. Yeah. And again, I don't know why some people seem to get more than their fair share of these so-called challenges or opportunities or whatever we're going to end up calling them. Um, but what I can say is that I do think that the way that we see those things will either increase our suffering or contribute to our resiliency and our happiness. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, Brandon, as you're talking, like maybe that's a place that we, that we could also be looking at here is what is the definition of happiness that we're trying to pursue? Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. because I think most people, when they hear the word happiness, they don't put happiness and, and pain and trauma in the same sentence. Yeah. But they, they absolutely, not only, not only can they coexist, I think that they must. They have to coexist. If, if I'm going to be happy in life, I'm going to have to accept that there will be some things in my life that I don't like. And navigate pain. Mm -hmm. I have to accept that there will be pain. I don't know how much or to what extent, or I'll obviously cause some myself, but a lot of the times it won't even be my fault. But I have to accept that that's part of the, the game. That's part of the rules that I'm playing by. Can you be grateful for that pain? I think you can. I think people who become resilient eventually get to, I don't know that they get a person, Tyler, a person who's a lot in a lot of pain. And you just use that word resilient. Like, uh, like when we talk about, you can be resilient to the pain, you can be grateful. It really, when they're, when they're resonating in that pain, it's really hard to hear that. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that the pain goes away. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that the way that I see the pain, here, here's how I view it. We have these things happen to us, trauma. We get betrayed by somebody. We get used by somebody. We get abandoned by somebody, whatever that is. That sucks. That hurts. It, it feels horrible. It does something to our physiological system. It does something to our emotional system, our, our core beliefs. It does, it, it, it causes us to struggle, right? The resilient person doesn't feel, doesn't not feel the pain they absolutely feel the pain. They just come to a place where the way that they view the pain doesn't add the second layer of added suffering to it. Yeah. Yes. So when I, when I'm non-acceptant of my reality, I take what's already a really hard, difficult, painful situation. And I add on another scoop of like suffering, resistance and suffering. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you use that word resistance, like, what you mean by resistance is I'm fighting the reality of my situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can, I can be in pain and I can still accept that it happened. I can say, this is reality. And I have an opportunity here to learn from this reality, or I can fight against the reality. And that's my denial. That's my, my grief process is kicking into gear and I'm really denying what's actually going in. I'm fighting against it. I'm trying to change it. And it causes more suffering. So let's give, let's give an example. 
let me whole, give let me give an example of this yeah. personal brandon and this okay. is this is something that that's maybe you've done that that i kind of learned from is is that when covid started you know heaven forbid we bring that word up again but when covid start when covid started there was this like mass panic and things were shaky and everyone including us were like wondering what's going to happen with our businesses what's going to happen with everything else and I don't even know if you remember this conversation, but I was talking to you about some of my fears and worries about COVID. And I was fascinated that your response to me wasn't to commiserate with me and be like, yeah, like, I don't know what we're going to do. You're like, man, like, I don't even know how this turns out, but there are so many freaking opportunities here. <laughs> like we, like, yeah. I, I don't know how this is going to go, but there's, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for, for growth and business and, and everything else here. And I walked away from that conversation going like, how could he see that from such a different angle than the way I was seeing it? Mm -hmm. I was seeing it from this like panic, scared, oh no, what's going to happen? Almost like a, call it a deficit mindset. And you were looking at it from this, yeah, this is scary, but man, look at the opportunities, like growth mindset, opportunity mindset. And, and well, uh, you know, it's interesting, Tyler, I, I don't love COVID because of what it's done to the world and to people, but COVID has been very good for, for our business and very good for, for us in, in many ways. And, and it was painful. It was difficult. Um, but absolutely what I said to you then has come to fruition. Um, and I, I have a hard time with this example because it's tooting my own horn a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But, <laughs> but, but it, it is true. Like, I actually, I love the feeling. There's this amazing feeling that you get to, and it's the resilience feeling of no matter what happens in my life, I get to learn and I get to grow. Like this is an awesome opportunity to live. Like if I, if I got, let's say I went bankrupt tomorrow. Um, like let's say it all fell apart and I just went bankrupt tomorrow. Um, I could add on a layer of resistance and suffering I could get mad at God. I could blame you, Tyler. I could blame other people. I could, I could get stuck in, in anger. And, that, and that's the added layer of suffering. Or I could look at it and say, wow, like I have never been bankrupt before. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like this will be interesting and kind of fun to try to dig out of this hole. Like, <laughs> yeah, fun. yeah there's there's strategy to it. There's learning, there's growth. Like I get to dig out of this hole and see where I land. And you know what? After it's all said and done and I dig out or, you know, I hit bumps in the road, then I have an awesome story. Like I have, I have an awesome experience and an awesome story. Um, and so I get to grow from that. And I took my kids skiing over the winter and it was me and three, my three youngest kids. And we go skiing and we're looking at it. We're like, Hey, how do we get up there? Well, there's nowhere to park. So now we got to ride the bus up there. So now I'm like hauling all these kids ski gear up on a bus way up the mountain, you know, just, and, and none of them know how to ski. So, and I'm a lone parent and I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> as I'm loading the ski gear up, I'm thinking this attitude of like, you know what, no matter what happens today, 
It's going to be awesome. This is going to be an experience. We might only end up getting on the bus and getting to the base of the canyon and turn around and going home and like eat, <laughs> eat, eating a burger and getting out of there. But that's going to be awesome because <laughs> I'll get to hang out with my kids and experience something. And, you know, we ended up going up the mountain and having a great time skiing all day. But I remember that that feeling of just surrender to the to the outcomes and the expectations and and just acceptance of this is where we're at and this is what we're doing and we'll see where we go. Like, we'll see what we learn here today. Um, I like that. I, I'm yeah. thinking of like the lyrics to the AJR song that says a uh, hundred bad days make a hundred good stories and a hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know we could be making light of some serious trauma, right? right. Like, like, yeah, it's easy, you know, bankruptcy is nothing. Um, you know, a kid crying about his skis is nothing um, compared to some some things that happen in life. Loved ones dying, abuse, being stuck betrayal. in controlling relationships and betrayal. And like, like the things I'm bringing up are pretty actually minuscule, even bankruptcy compared to some things that people experience in their life. But the principle holds true. The principle of even when those horrific things come into my life, I can let this be part of my story and it can refine me and strengthen me or it, it can wipe me out. It's the same principle. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of another story about you, Brandon, that you, that happened. Um, you called me one day you know, doing the mental health checking kind of thing. You were burned out. This is a long time ago, several years ago. You're burned out. You're like, Tyler, I don't think I can do this work anymore. I, <laughs> I Man, I can't carry this pain. I can't, I don't know if I'm I was there a good. few days. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And so you, well, you do what anybody in recovery should do. And you called and said, Hey, Tyler, I'm talking to you through it. So I listened to you for a minute. You hung up the phone. You're like, I'm going to go get some lunch. And then you went to lunch. And while you were at lunch, you bumped into some guy in your neighborhood that you didn't really know, but you were sitting at the table and he came down and sat down next to you. And then he proceeded to unload to you his whole story of how he had terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. He was going to die in the next few months. And, uh, and then while he was telling you this story, I think he said something to the effect of, and you know what, I'm just so grateful. Yep. I'm just so grateful for what we're learning and for the time that I have with my family. And I remember you calling me right after lunch and being like, Tyler, forget it. I'm not worried anymore. Like <laughs> Everything's good. Like, you know, like this guy just totally rocked my world. Yep. And, yeah. uh, and it's amazing how that shift in perspective could be like, there's somebody who really is, I mean, they're dying Yeah. and he's looking you in the face and saying, I'm grateful. And, and, so I want to kind of further this story, Tyler. Um, so he was my neighbor. He was my friend. And I went over to his house on the day that, that he had to tell his kids that the doctor gave him weeks to live. And he had, um, he had two young girls. And, um, you know, just to kind of put both of those stories in, in there, he had to do that with his daughters. He had to say, Daddy's going away. And yet at the same time, when I'm talking to him, he's saying, I'm grateful. And he had been on chemotherapy for years fighting his cancer. Um, and so I, I'm, I appreciate that you remember that story. I, I've, I haven't thought of that in a while. And, 
you know, it's, I, I, one of my best friends experienced some pretty, um, significant sexual abuse as a child and, and it was over a long period of time. And, and he talks about it with a lens of, of learning and growth and strengthening himself to become a better man. And, um, and it, it just blows my mind because I've never been through anything like that. And it takes my little gripes and my little resistances that I have in my life and really makes me think, you know, can, can I stop and can I, can I apply some acceptance to this and get to a place of growth and gratitude? Um, because, uh, you know, my favorite guy is Victor Frankel who, who blew that out of the water. And I bring it up all the time because he's the one that came and, and basically went into a concentration camp and took it as an experience to learn and grow and create a whole new type of therapy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, that's uh, that is how logotherapy was developed. Yeah, he was in a concentration camp, and 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 used it as an as an opportunity for growth. Um, and so, the principle holds true no matter what. Um, now, here's where we get caught up, Tyler. Is and this is where a lot of us, I think, are unconscious about it. We're raised in a certain way where we're told that life should be a certain way. Um, even from early, early age, we're watching Disney movies with castles and princesses and those type of things. And mom and dad should be a certain way. We see that on TV shows and we're taught that. And and our marriage, you know, our our wives and our husbands should be a certain way. And and what happens is we have all these shoulds. We've made all these agreements of the way that life should be. And then all of a sudden experience comes into life. Real life experience comes and it's different than what we thought it's supposed to be. Yes. And this is, where we, this is where we get into trouble. In that difference, instead of going down the, the road of curiosity and acceptance and, oh, this is interesting. Where am I going to grow? What am I going to learn? This is where we, we start to say, uh-uh, no, uh, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And I'm angry now because this isn't how it's supposed to be. I'm mad. I'm resistant. I'm blamey. I'm no, this needs to come back down this road where it's supposed to go. But the reality is, is it, it it's not, it's, it's not. not. And so in that space of we've got to force this back to the way it should be, that's where our suffering lives. It's like, yeah, it's like trying to hammer something in that just doesn't quite fit. Yeah. And we get so, so frustrated. You know, I was trying to put on my, my license plate on my car this weekend and I had the wrong size screw. And instead of like going down to the department, like the, <laughs> the hardware store and just taking 20 minutes and getting the right size screw, I spent an hour and a half trying to force a screw that wouldn't <laughs> fit into a certain spot. And I was chapped and angry and bitter. And like, it's like, that's the principle you're talking about here is like, I didn't want my life to have to be a 20 minute errand to, to do what should have taken five minutes. So I, yes. I was not accepting of it for an hour and a half instead. Well, and th th right there, this is the root of depression, anxiety, and addiction is, is really like when we don't face our trauma and deal with our pain, this is why I love EMDR and ART and those type of therapies so much. Cause you sit and you go sit in your trauma and face it and deal with it. And, but when we're resistant 
when we're trying to just force the wrong screw in, um, <clears throat> you think about depression, the nature of depression is I want to shut down and not face life because life sucks and I don't want to deal with it. Anxiety is I, I, I'm so worried that it's not the way that it's supposed to be. I got to make it, I got to make it that way. And I'm thinking about it and ruminating and thinking about it and it doesn't stop and it builds on itself. And addiction is, is life isn't what I want and I feel like garbage. And so I want to numb that out. And it's so easy to numb it out and just go get what I want to feel good for a little while. So I'm just numb it out again and again and again. And all three of these things are the opposite of stepping into the pain, learning from the pain, growing through that pain and facing life. And when you do that on the other end, you feel relief, you feel growth, you feel purpose. You, you feel like you're really stepping into things. Yes. Uh, so, so you've pointed out a few principles here and I want to just maybe have a little discussion about these for a second, Brandon, whenever we've experienced something, whether it's a, it should or shouldn't be that way, or it's been traumatic or it's been painful. If we can bring ourselves to a place of acceptance of things as they are curiosity about what's going on here and maybe what, what, what can I learn? What are the opportunities? And, and you use the word gratitude. If I could find a place to practice and get to a place of gratitude, that's where I then step further and further into resilience. <clears throat> right. Uh -huh. Yes. So those in and of themselves are their own practice of resilience. But, but if I'm sitting here listening to this episode right now, and I'm in the midst of just raw, pure pain mm -hmm. and trauma, the words acceptance, curiosity, and gratitude, they don't, they don't seem to line up with what I'm feeling. And I, and I, for sure, I'm not wanting to practice any of that when I'm in that kind of a place. You can ask yourself um, several different questions and they go like this. First question is, what is God doing to me? Why is God doing this to me? Okay. So that's kind of a resistance victimy, right? <clears throat> um, the next question you could ask is, what is God doing for me? Which is very different. Um, so, so why you can ask why, or you can ask why? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Why? Understand so, that. I, it's hard to get to the second one. Um, not. It's not that hard. It's not. It's. It's. It's a shift in paradigm and perspective of the way to live life. And, and and if you make that decision, that's the beautiful thing is we all have a chance to make that decision. The worst thing I can think of is one of my children dying. That's the worst thing. And would I be able to say why? Why God? What is God doing? For me, right? And, and there's actually a third level, which is what is God doing through me? Which is why I'm having these experiences for a reason. Um, and I don't know the reason for sure, but God's working through me. And so I can have gratitude for whatever comes. Even if one of my children were to die, I could work through a grief process, work my, and it might be hard and long. I can work through a grief process to allow that experience to bless the lives of other and to spread love. That's, that's beautiful, Brandon. So if there's three levels here with those questions, <clears throat> what is God doing to me? That's me basically being like stuck. Mm -hmm. What is God doing for me? That's at least got this open-ended 
wow, maybe there's something here for me and here's how I'm going to be blessed by it. But the, the, the last one, I think this is the transcendent one. And this is where real, real recovery comes in the long run is what is God doing through me? What that does is it says, I now have added purpose. I now have added utility. And it means somebody else's life is going to be better as a result of what I've experienced. Tyler, we just ran a women's retreat and we had staff and thank you, staff. You're the best. You're you're awesome. (laughs) And, and they're perfect examples of that. Like there, I'm thinking of a few of them. They've been through betrayal. They've been through hell in their marriages. They've been through horrible things and there they are with, with, and, and they're resonating with love and gratitude at a women's retreat, just helping people heal. And they would not be there and be a part of that had they not been through the hell. Yes. Right. They were the, in a lot of ways, they were the instrument for the light to be shined through into the lives of somebody else who is a little bit earlier on in the path. But Tyler, would we have invited like a really bitter, victim-filled, angry um, person to, to be a part of our staff? No, because, because it's, it's still not quite cooked all the way yet. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not, God's not going to work through them to bring healing if they're stuck in that resistance. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a great example, Brandon. Those women really were phenomenal at, at the retreat and it, and the results of the retreat were so overpoweringly positive for people who attended. Right. Um, and, and a big portion of that was exactly that principle you're talking about that there were instruments that were ready to be used and God was able to use those women who had been through so much. Yeah. There was, I would, I wouldn't, I would change instruments to souls, right? Yeah. There were souls that were humble and willing to face reality who have stepped through their, their pain and sat in the refiner's fire who, who are now lights, um, for God. And, and, and so, yeah, we, we, we all have the choice to do that in our life. And, you know, we, Tyler, we still got a lot of life to live. Hopefully yeah. you and I, even understanding these principles still are going to have to choose into that when hard things come because hard things are going to come into our life. Yeah. Right. Right. So another way to phrase that, instead of asking why me, why not me? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm a God. I'm open to, to whatever it is. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I, I had this, uh, kind of experience happen a few weeks ago. We're kind of going through some challenges with just some physical health problems in our family right now. And, and there's days where it, it feels overwhelming. It feels crushing. And I remember sitting in church a few weeks ago, and there was a particular song that came that, that they were singing, that the congregation was singing. And it's basically, <clears throat> basically it said, you know, while I strive through grief and pain, his voice is heard, you shall obtain. And for some reason, that lyric a few weeks ago, probably because of where I was at in my own crucible, so to speak, it just hit me that that really that is the vehicle. Um, pain, grief, 
struggle. If you look at it from a Christian point of view, that may be the greatest tool that can bring us to a sense of knowing a higher power mm -hmm. of knowing our identity, knowing ourselves. Yeah. Um, it, it has to be, yeah. it can't not be, yeah. we, we have to strive through grief and pain. So when and, the Tyler, when the trauma comes and, and somebody in your office says things that you're like, Oh my gosh, that, that that's a lot. Um, can we can apply what you just said is this, this, whatever you've been through, whatever it is, it's not, we're not justifying whoever did it and saying it's okay, but this is part of your learning and your growth process in life. And it's strengthening you because it, because what's the other alternative? Yeah. To hide and numb and avoid. Right. Live exactly. a deathless death. Exactly. And that's where I think the middle ground is, is yes, we can empathize and validate that there's pain and struggle and, and that of course there's going to be a process and emotions. And at the end of the day, the place we're going is not staying stuck here. Yeah. Right. Tyler, this is a fun discussion. Um, yeah. I've had a good time talking about it with you. And um, I know you're a great example to me of somebody who, uh, steps into their pain and deals with it and comes out stronger on the other end. I've really appreciated watching you grow as my older brother. So um, I know that not only do you teach these principles, you live them. So um, I really appreciate you. Well, the feelings are mutual, Brandon. It was a great yeah. topic today. All right, you guys, if this was helpful, uh, please share it and leave us a review. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Thanks.